Hello and welcome to Handled Hey, it's Corey Vaughn with Adam Samaha. And today, um, I think we're going to talk about Hey Arnold. I'm pretty sure we are as well. We're going to talk about the episode Crush on Teacher. It's written by Joseph Purdy and directed by Stark Howell and George S. Chialtas. Beautiful name. I don't know if he's written one yet. Uh, I don't think so. We've never said that name I've never said that name podcast. before. Maybe he's done other stuff on the program or something. Um, this episode gets off the rails. Just a warning. At the very end. But it's great. It's weird. No, it's not actually off the rails. We do such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> we did a good job talking the entire time. Um, we talk about uh, love and the limitations of young love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About growing up. About the Me Too movement. We do. Me Too movement, which is great. Um, and we think you're really going to like it. This is a great, this is a fun episode. It's uh, the the episode we're talking about stars Julie Louis-Dreyfus as um, the title role of teacher. Mm-hmm. Crush on teacher. Yeah, yeah. She did a great job. Uh-huh. Um, the way she says Arnold is very sexy. It is. Very good voice acting. You know, may, yes. Somebody uh-huh. should get that lady another acting job because she's yeah. got some real talent. She, I think she's going to do okay. She'll do fine. Um, we're going to tell you at the end. We're going to tell you now. Please rate and review. Yeah. Uh, we have an email. Uh, hey.haroldhay at gmail.com. Oh, a note that I forgot about until now was that email about Pigeon Man. Oh, yeah. It was a really great email. It was. If you're listening still... Oh, what's her name? I don't know, but thank you for the email. We really liked it. Um, she pointed out that the speech that he gives about wherever there's a pigeon in need, I'll be there, is a reference to Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. We've never read books before, so it just yeah. went right over. No, no, no. I've read East of Eden, which is by John Steinbeck. That's not Grapes of Wrath, though. I mean, I've read really thick books before, like a few hundred pages at least, so I at totally least, get yeah. the reference. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was only allowed to read... Um, the book of Genesis as a kid. So oh, they make great records. Yeah, good seventies band. <laughs> Thank you for that email, and maybe next episode we'll see the name because I'm so sorry that I I did yeah, not. Yeah, it'll plan give well. you a reason to listen next time as well because yes. we'll say your name on air. We will. Um, rate and review, please, and email us. Thank you. Enjoy the Enjoy episode. crush on teacher arnold well he gets a crush on the teacher this teacher is miss felter a substitute teacher for a couple weeks uh played by julia louis dreyfus uh she does great adam didn't recognize her voice nope not at all but that's who it is um for those of you who live under a rock she played elaine bennis on seinfeld and is currently our vice president i think i don't know (laughs) one could wish yeah i'm yeah um so, he doesn't get the crush right away, though. It starts out with Miss Felter uh, calling Arnold to the board um, after noting that his name, Arnold, is one that she's very fond of, um, which, you know, kind of makes me, the viewer, wonder why. Uh, I didn't Ar- wonder that at all. <clears throat> okay. Arnold goes and answers a question on the board, and she praises him, and then it cuts to... The kids playing ball in the street, and then Miss Felter drives by in an amazing red convertible, 
And uh, she's, she waves at the other kids, but then she says specifically, hi, Arnold. And he drops his glove, his mouth is agape, and he watches her drive off into the distance. And then Harold beams him in, beams him in the gut with a baseball. So, and when he comes to, he says, uh, hi, Miss Felter. And all the kids are like, uh, what? And uh, then Arnold goes... Uh, home to do yeah 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 there's he has a lot of daydreams in this uh episode this one he the first one he's doing homework math homework uh but instead of doing the homework just starts writing miss felter uh over and over again on his paper he's doing what looks like division the division of his heart true and tesla Arts kids we don't know quite what's going on on the paper right um the next uh oh and then he has the date it has this like waking dream where he turns in the homework to his to, to miss felter and apologizes i'm sorry about the homework and she says it's fine do you like milkshakes and they just like stare at each other longingly drinking milkshakes uh and then gerald calls arnold out for being all lovey-dovey and you know arnold like runs to a red convertible turns out to be an ugly man with a mustache um and he, he like compliments the flowers and the birds and uh, when Gerald figures it out, oh, no, no, you got crush on teacher, man. And Arnold, of course, denies it. He's a rational kid. But you know what? Poetry won him over. Won him over. So the next scene is Arnold uh, getting called out to move to another seat. Uh, Stinky calls him peace, uh, teacher's pet, which is a nice, nice uh, fitting term for a crush on teacher, of course. Um and so, of course, the the poem is called, uh, oh, it's it's some it's by Mr. Arnold, and the first word of the poem is Arnold. So she just keeps saying Arnold over and over again. Um, and he then daydreams that she's in a wedding dress, giving him uh, his homework uh, <laughs> with an A plus and a kiss on it. And then she says Arnold a bunch in her like sultry way, and then it cuts to him waking up from his daydream after hearing Arnold like for the eighth time. Uh, and then he goes and reads poems to Gerald who wants to barf. Um, and that scene is so funny. We can talk about it later. Uh, and then it cuts to Gerald walking by the teacher's lounge and hearing Miss Felter say, I can't wait to spend the evening with Arnold. And Gerald cannot believe it because he's been saying the whole time, you're crazy. She doesn't like you. You're wrong. It's a coincidence. But when he hears that, oh man, he runs off to tell Arnold, only for the viewer to see, it's not Arnold, our Arnold. It's Arnold, her Arnold. It's Arnold Skelter, her fiance, coming over to her house to have dinner. Uh, but that doesn't stop Gerald because he didn't hear it. And he goes and tells Arnold, I heard this thing. You're going to dinner with her at her house. Uh, and Arnold doesn't say, huh, what? He, he just kind of goes, I can't believe it. What am I supposed to do? And so Gerald then like teaches him the ways of the world, like how to walk, how to talk, how to dress well. He basically says, these are the things you don't want to happen. You don't want her. And if, if it does happen, that means she's serious about love and you got to be careful. Uh, it's fancy napkins, uh, fancy music and fancy candles. Um, so Arnold gets his good digs on and he goes, uh, I'm sorry, duds. That's the word that Gerald uses. His good duds on. 
with a walkie-talkie that Gerald has, and he goes to Miss Felter's house and rings the doorbell and asks if he's early and then barges in. And then, um, you know, Miss Felter is nice. She's like, oh, this kid's this kid's coming over. Uh, I'll let him in for five minutes. What harm can it do? But it just gets awkward very quick because she doesn't know why he's there. And he thinks it's for a completely different reason. And he's panicking because she does all three of the things, the napkins, the music, the candles. Um, and with each moment, Gerald's more convinced that she's in love. And also Arnold is panicking. He's, he's like having to grow up too quick and realizing that something bad's going to happen. I don't know. He, he doesn't know what's going to happen. He doesn't That's know. That's yeah. Oh, the unknown. Yeah. Really good. Uh, and then the doorbell rings and it's, uh, it's her Arnold, Arnold Skelter and Arnold kind of has the music starts to play. He has this dejected kind of feel like, Oh, I made a mistake. And you know, she, the nice thing is that so many of the adults in this show are like either bitter or condescending. And she's like so sweet and that, but then still like kind of pushes him out because you know, I mean, they're, they're going to enjoy dinner together. These two, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, what romance the child is all about. shouldn't be in the house. No, 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 no. <laughs> the student child. Um, and that's the episode. Well, she, her advice to him is, she first says, I like Arnold's. You're a good kid. And then her advice is, keep being Arnold. And that's the end of the episode. It's a good episode. My question is why the entire class doesn't have a crush on her. Because she has all the makings of a perfect teacher mm-hmm. crush. She is very, very kind. She's cute. Mm-hmm. She seems to care. Yeah. She has everything that you need. She has an amazing teacher voice. Crush. Yeah, she does. Oh my gosh. The way she says Arnold is very hot. It is. It's, well, yeah, it's just nice. It's yeah. She's got a nice ring to her. Yeah. Voice. Hot is gross. It's like beautiful. It is. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. It's appealing. Attractive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, good looking. Good yeah. sounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's keep you more words. <laughs> uh, we have so many words. Um, but. You had to bring him into this, didn't you? He makes his way into everything. It's all political. That's now. what definitely what she said. Um, but yeah, it's it's a I don't know. I feel like we derailed that. Now my brain isn't working. Oh, so we we were kind of trying to think like what is there a scene that really is the heart of this episode? And it kind of goes all over the place. So Arnold Arnold's trying to figure out what this crush means. Um and then it kind of evolves to um Arnold realizing that he was in over his head um, and that it's okay to just be yourself. But then there's also these other like, like secret second layers, you know, obviously the layers of like maturing and sexuality layers of like um, the way information passes through, uh, through narrative, I guess. Um, And then even like, this like dualistic nature of Arnold one and Arnold two. Well, um, I, I, I think what you you see in this episode is sort of the way that progress and learning goes on and like maturing goes on. Right. Because like you're thrust into these new situations and you like don't know what to do and you're learning as you're going, but then you're constantly confronted with like the limits of your knowledge. Right. So like when he has that like sort of daydream about them drinking the milkshakes together it's like, that's a weirdly romantic sexual thing to think about. 
like the way that it occurs in that moment. Right. Like in right. a more like PG thirteen type scenario, it would be more sensual than what right. was going, what went on. But then what he puts in that space where there might be a kiss or something is like what he has seen as he's passing by the cafe window and he sees yeah. the young couple sort of gazing into each other's eyes, drinking milkshakes. Yeah. It's like you're con- he's confronted with like the limits of his understanding and knowledge That's of really good. the world and, and like sexuality. And both daydreams are like that. So the first yeah. is him kind of proclaiming his love to her with his homework. And so like you're like, okay, I guess next she like in his it's his dream he's making it up and that's what you yeah you, you expect there to be some sort of like i mean not actually because it's a kid's show but you know your brain's gonna go to that pg-13 r kind of yeah. scenario and her response is do you like milkshakes which yeah. for him is the most sexual thing you possibly can do there's nothing more totally. like oh there's no other experience yeah. that he has to fill out void and then the next scene he has is where they're like getting married, like you said, through homework, giving homework. Yeah, she like gives it to him with a kiss on it. Yeah, and, a, and an A plus, and, and like that's his like ooh sexy romantic. Totally, and like the kiss on the napkin or on the note is like a thing you'd see in a movie. Right, perhaps. it's on the homework. Yeah, and it's on yeah. the homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the idea of getting married is like when a parent is like really trying to be conservative and not go into the weeds of like what sexuality is. Goes mm. people meet, they like each other. They have some sort of moment together where they realize they like each other and then they get married. And like, that's the normal yeah, narrative yeah. that is told to a child. And that's what he's experiencing in that. You that's know I mean? really interesting. It is really weird. And I think it is a really interesting way to though, to look at like how potentially it's like a physical manifestation of how progress and learning exists mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, it's like this, it's like really hyper sped up. Like you're saying when he's at her house, He's in these situations where he doesn't know how to navigate them, right. but he's there and he has to figure it out. Yeah. And then, but then there's these points where you like, you almost hit a wall where like you actually, there's nowhere for you to go well, unless he, the other party takes you to the next space, yeah. whatever the situation is. Well, and I think, I think just in general, and this has less to do with this couple, but couple <laughs> <laughs> teacher student relationship um, it, is that with two people, whether you're friends or romantic or whatever, one person's always going to be further ahead than you. Yeah. Like a leader in a way. Yeah. And so it, I mean, that is just true anyway. And it was true even at the end of the episode when she's like, I'm just way, I, I think a beautiful line, which is, you know, rushed past, but still highlighted is when he rings the doorbell and he has the flowers in his hand, he says, am I early? Oh no, I'm early. And I think, I mean, my joke was oh, 15 years too early. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Um, because she's like 30 yeah. Uh, and he's nine. Like he would need a good 15 years on him, on himself to make that wor- worth doing for her. You know? Totally. And in reality, Arnold, her fiance has like an, a very classically American shaped head. And that Arnold's too. head is that of a football. Ooh, too he far. Just, I know. They were um, just <laughs> visual mismatch. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> he, so just the reality is he's just too early on, on the road of love. And she's totally. like, she's she's getting married she's she has a fiance mm-hmm. um yeah uh back to so we were talking before about that oh about like i i like that this whole time even when he up until the point when he finds out that he's supposed to go to her house it's all positive for him he's like i love this i'm infatuated i'm drowning in this daydream but as soon as it becomes a reality he's like oh shit what like, I don't know what to do. Uh, like, it, he's going from 
having a crush on Ruth McDougal and like wanting to just sit on a boat with her, with her to like, uh, to going to a, an older woman's house for, <laughs> for, for dinner, you know? Yeah. And like, who knows what'll happen. And Gerald is a little more of the world. He's misguided and misinformed, but he, but not at all. But also not at all. Yeah. That's he's, true. He's misguided like in the similar way that Arnold was earlier, which mm. is like he's reading the room completely wrong. All the situations he's reading, like the things are there. But like his advice, like we were talking about this before, off mic, was his advice to Arnold was not wrong. Right. Like the signals, like the candles, the music, you know, whatever the other that's one true. was. The yeah. napkins. Like that stuff is a signal that and she like, did it I, yes. for the other Arnold. Yes. Right. And so he's not wrong, but he's reading the situation wrong. And the punctuation on that is at the very, so the advice that Gerald gives to Arnold is you have to say this, you set a fine table, you said, you said, my senorita. And then he growls. Yeah. Yeah, Purrs. Um, and so (laughs) (laughs) either way, (laughs) um, Arnold does it and (laughs) Miss Filter just goes, okay. Well, the first time, time, the first time she, she like responds in Spanish. Yeah. And then he says it again and she just kind of. It's like very good deadpan. Humor. Well, and and I think there's, I th- this episode in a weird way like fits into the moment. I mean, like issues between men and women have been oh totally going yeah. on forever, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? But it fits in really well now specifically because the whole Me Too thing, like in these situations, like you have sort of Arnold like reading the situation completely inappropriately, but like in his favor every single time mm. and he's forcing himself into her life essentially. Right. Right. And she is forced to be the nice one. Well, she has three options. Yeah. Turn him away. Yes. Um, be awkward or play along. Yeah. And at first, and then that within that line of you set a fine table, you see the initial like, ha ha ha. That's actually kind of funny. And then when he does it again, it becomes not funny. And you see this like look change in her yeah, eyes. She realizes what's happening. Yeah. And, and she doesn't like it. You can tell. No. But luckily, she also reads that he's a kid and just mis like like actually misread totally. Where, whereas, the argument now is that people who say, "Well, I just misread the situation," no, you didn't. Yeah, like nine times out of ten, you didn't. When you're a well, nine year old, you you can freely give that grace without feeling well. And I think in the one percent of people that are reading the situation wrong, yeah, they're the problem. A major problem of what they're doing is they're putting themselves first. And they're putting their privilege first, which is like, as a man, like, totally, I yeah. have a thing that I'm yeah. interested in, and it is you. And I'm going to read the, every situation with you in my favor right. to get what I want. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, is it's not really... He was never thinking about her in this situation, right, right. besides the fact that she was satisfying him and his crush. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the same as what we're kind of going yeah, with now. Yeah, but again, I would say that that... <sighs> we're also... These are two different time periods, of course. I still read it as a nine-year-old being a nine-year-old. Yeah. It's very normal for a nine-year-old to have a crush on his teacher or totally. her teacher. It's, it, I'm more like, talking about reading every situation yes, leading up yeah. to him getting to her house incorrectly. Because even the, like we talked about yeah. this before, the reason he got to her house, that when Gerald said, hey man, you have to go to dinner with her. He should have been like, no, I'm not. She didn't tell me about these dinner plans. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, shouldn't yeah. go yeah. do that. Like, Well, and Gerald should have burst into the teacher's lounge and said, which Arnold are you talking about? Well, no. Well, why would he? Well, he doesn't know there's another Arnold. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That. that's true. No, I just mean like, like what he should have says. Whoa, 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 you're 28 years old. Why are you wanting to go with my nine-year-old friend? Yeah. 
That's what I mean. Totally. And that's what he should have said to Arnold and said, like, this doesn't really make sense. There's got to be something else here. <laughs> yeah. But both of the boys let their imagination run wild. Which is milkshakes and, gra- yeah. and grades with kisses on it. And Gerald is ready. He has all the knowledge that he, he needs. He has all the knowledge. And yet, he doesn't really date. Neither does Arnold. I mean, there are nine. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so... I, yeah, so I guess if we're going to get, like theory-ish or something one would be the way that gerald picks up that information like both gerald and the viewer gets that info and arnold gets the information that arnold's going to dinner with with miss felter but all of us get it slightly differently because we understand the other context yes yes so arnold's only getting it from gerald so he doesn't even know that gerald ran away before the conversation was complete all Arnold knows is what Gerald told him. Gerald only knows what he saw until he ran away. Mm-hmm. And, and and then the viewer gets the rest of it. And so there is like, uh, it's not really like unreliable narrator, but it's like perspective really changes the context. The, the perspective really changes what the outcome is going to be. Because mm-hmm. if they had our perspective, nothing would have happened. But that miss that misinformation, the misguided passing of information is what led to Arnold showing up with flowers and like a tweed suit at Miss Falter's house. Yeah. And it is, it is very interesting because that you almost think that, and I'm sure this happens in real life too. Like a situation like that occurs, you overhear something and you're so like excited about what you're hearing. Right, right. And in a way, like if your friend comes to you with some information that you're skeptical of, you're never 100%, you never 100% disbelieve what you hear because otherwise you wouldn't spend time with that person because it would right. see, they would just be a liar to you. Yeah. So there's a say even 30% chance you think this person's right. There is a weird satisfaction and you being wrong your friend being right, right because there's like a rush of excitement excitement that goes on with that but you could also see another scenario where like the person hears what's going on kind of like tiptoes up to the door and keeps listening you know mm. but it's the same thing that they do the entire episode where they're always rushing to conclusions like there's never really thinking about it observing it's always like i have this feeling i hear this thing and i'm going for it yeah i'm, I'm filling in the gaps every way every part of the step gerald's response consistently is he's a goner like yeah. that's, that's just by seeing or hearing one small thing. Yeah. He and like, he's not wrong, but yeah, it's the same, like jumping yeah. to, yeah, the conclusion. Yeah. Um, there's another leather a little bit that I think is kind of funny. Yeah. Go. I when, got one too, but go. When he's reading the poetry, yes. like the idea of like a thing that you don't like, or you've never thought about becoming appealing because this person you like, likes oh, it yeah. is like an insanely relatable thing We've that everybody's all, done. E- even if... You or I have never done that. We know people who have. And oh, I've have done think, it. I'm sure I have. But I've I'm, had it done to me, and I've done it to yeah, others. Yeah, yep. It's very weird. Well, you you want to you want to connect. Yeah, or something yeah, other yeah. than ju- you want to have something to talk about other than the weather. You know. Well, and it feels good to like. It's like you're doing homework. You're like learning more. You want to be able to dive deeper yeah. into whatever they like. It, it's not bad. Whatever it's they just like. Weird. <laughs> 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 um. Uh, so if we're going to talk about the weird underlying sexual things of this episode, of course, the milkshakes, of course, the, the wedding gown, but when his pants talk, it's like, yeah, they do. Yeah. That was a very risky line. So he, and she played along. Yeah. She was kind of annoyed though. It seemed 
Yeah. So basically, we did, I didn't really explain this part. So he had the um, the the walkie talkies that Gerald gave him. He had one of them in his pocket, and after he says he says like I don't know how it came up, but basically something went off on the on the um walkie talkie and was like, and and then he says sometimes my pants talk, which feels like a boner reference for sure. Yeah. Or whoa. or more. <laughs> At the very least. Yeah, it definitely does. And it, it is a I feel like Craig shouldn't have done that. It wasn't Stop right. It. No, no, like, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> I disagree vehemently. Also, he didn't write this one, so it really is Josh Purdy. Oh, Josh. He's please. Josh Purdy's the best. He has a lot of good episodes. Sure, Josh. Uh also like we said, this episode is not it has a lot of like little nuggets that are great. But it's hard to kind of string it all together because there's so many different little things to talk about. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I'm having trouble threading them together, I guess. I don't know. I think that there's – I think we've kind of talked about a lot of it. Yeah. So there. So the other thing I would say is um, having two characters named Arnold and having Miss Felter say, uh, I'm fond of Arnold's. I'm partial to that name. And, you know, just sticking hard to that name. She says it so many times. She loves she loves it for a good reason. You find out she's engaged to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and her advice at the end, keep being Arnold. I like Arnold's. Um, and the fact that, that the other Arnold says the same line, you set a fine table, mm-hmm. senorita. Um, that mirroring uh, is interesting. And I don't know if it goes deeper than just this is Arnold before, this is Arnold after. Not really, because they look nothing alike. But the idea of, like, young Arnold is not a man yet. This Arnold is. Uh, enough to where these two people can get engaged. And she can actually be in love with this adult mm-hmm. Arnold. And so, I feel like when she says, keep being Arnold, she's saying, like, this Arnold is you too. It's just not yet, I guess. Totally. And I, I think another thing that it does really, in a really great way, is like you're saying, it's like, this is Arnold in his youth, potentially Arnold as an older man, but they're doing the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. And what is also really funny about that is that he does that twice, gets like a pretty good response. He does it another, or for once good response. Second time, not a good response. She has to hear that joke a third fucking time. Yeah. The difference is that she actually, (laughs) this time she actually likes the guy. And this, I've, I've seen this, like having female friends where like those, a guy, a nice guy says something to them to show interest or whatever. And she'll be, uh, the girl be like, he's fucking creepy. Why did he do that? And then you're like, no, yeah. he's just kind of trying to show that he's interested in you. And then like a guy that she likes will do something worse or dumb. And you see it I, or I like the same, the same or if not worse, yeah, yeah. yeah. To be charitable, the same. And you go, you just like this guy and you were not at all interested in him. Yeah. And don't you, say it's because he's creepy. You yes, just weren't interested. Exactly. In him. Yeah. And guys do that too. I mean, guys I think are weirder and they probably like more, attention because they're just we're right, different right. terrible creatures but i so but i think wow that I, wow you really threw the a whole gender <laughs> into the bus wow um, man we can take it it doesn't fucking matter you know what we've been persecuted for far too <laughs> long this is why trump is president right now <laughs> if if you if you were in here you'd see me that noise is me pounding my fist on my open palm mm-hmm. it's called justice oh yeah. good yeah that was she the most to... masculine thing that's ever happened on the podcast. Ruff. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I and I like that as like I think that it, that scenario of her having to hear that line again from her Arnold is layered in a bunch of different ways that I think mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a weird way, it's like a bummer, you know, because it's a tr- it's a garbage line that a child would say. He's also but then a, the adult would also say it. So you show uh-huh. it shows the immaturity of just men and people generally. He's like, for sure cheeseball too. Yeah, and that things don't change. Interesting. Even though they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. a weird idea, thinking concept. She does look a little bit like the adult Gloria, which is the the alternate alternative version of Helga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That totally. like like curvy bob thing. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. fits the aesthetic of all, all other female characters. I could listen to Stinky say teachers pay it all day long. It's a great line. Yeah. I, he just has a good delivery. He does. Actor. Yeah, yeah. Teachers pay it. Sounds like Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. A little bit. It does. Seats taken, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Forrest Gump? Nope. Never even heard of it. Okay, you've heard of it, but... No, I've I've seen it as well. Okay. I've seen it and I've heard of it. Um, Is there any reason to shit on Arnold this week? Yes, the entire episode. He blows it. I mean, I guess... I guess him... For putting that... Like... This is the actual to do go back to what we were talking about before, kind of, as we shit on Arnold. We'll shit on Arnold and then show the nuance of it. It is weird because he puts her in an uncomfortable position. Right. Which is wrong to do. <laughs> it's a bad thing to do. But at the same time, I do think like romance and like like liking and love and is a messy thing. And it sometimes is fucked up like this. And this is very mild, but like he had was had no ill intent. At the worst, in my opinion, he was being extremely selfish, just thinking constantly but, about himself. And that's that's in part because he's a guy and has privilege, and white and has privilege. Blah blah blah. Also well, because don't he's, blah 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 that. No no no. It's also because he's nine. Kids are unbelievably but selfish. Adults do that too. Totally. Well, I, so one thing I forgot to mention earlier, and I think now is a good time, is he kind of G-rated Aziz and Zarid the whole thing. Okay. Yes, he did. And I thought about that yeah. this entire time. Yeah. He and G-rated it. It, it. it completely like harmless. Like in fact, I would say the difference between the difference between these two situations is that Arnold is allowed to have a really gracious teaching moment that yeah. is going to help him become a better man later when he actually needs to be a better man. Whereas an Aziz and Zari situation is like. A teacher never like, and there was no babe.com for this to be written on. True, that would but be so I have, stupid. I have no comment because I'm running for dictator one day, and I can't have this come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> that was the craziest tangent <laughs> I have ever heard in this show. Okay, back to G rating, Aziz and Zaring the G rating out of this. Okay, so Aziz never had a misfelter in his life. To say, hey, it was a misunderstanding. Keep being Aziz. Like, like as a way of saying, learn how to read it better. Like, oh, this, yeah, this yeah. is a conversation, not not about consent, but about misinterpretation. That's what, it, totally. that, that's what it's about. And Miss Felter, because she wasn't actually in danger, because he's nine, she's an adult, because she is a kind person. All these things. I think we're going to potentially alienate a lot of our 23-year-old oh, female listeners why? at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just no, I don't think I'm... Going. No, I, I, because of her... Because of 
the fact that she's the adult and he's yeah. the kid. She Oh, there's she has the power. She has the power and yeah. she has the wherewithal to be able to say this is a teaching moment for a kid. Totally. 100%. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying any I have no judgment about the other situation other than someone clearly didn't teach Aziz about Oh, I see what you're saying. about Yeah, yeah. Just reg- reading the room. Regardless of consent. Of course yeah. consent's part of that, but yeah. minimally when he was a kid someone should have said you're not reading the room right. Yeah. You've taken information the wrong way. Because mm-hmm. um, there was no danger between Arnold and Miss Felter. Uh, right? No, there was none. There was none. So so that's why she had the opportunity to give. Totally. I completely agree. Teaching. Yeah. I completely agree. A teaching moment. So shitting <clears throat> on Arnold for just being a kid. Right? Yeah. And just and selfish. not reading the room. Not reading selfish. the room. Yeah. Yeah, letting his privilege show, as I like to say. <laughs> okay, this is a tangent, but we it's don't like tangents funny. on this. On this uh, At show. my work, in three weeks, three people have been called liberal snowflakes that work at my work, while the customer, which is an older white male, is throwing a temper tantrum and yelling at my employees because he's not getting his way. And his dig at them is calling them liberal snowflakes. Three different men have done this in three weeks. One of them did it on Yelp and, or liberal snowflake about pouring coffee. What what, what was the pushback? They didn't get what they wanted. There was like an issue with the refund and it was late in the day and we weren't doing drip coffee anymore. We we're just doing Americanos. But what does that have to do with being a liberal? That, I don't know. You could say this is bad business practice, I suppose. I would disagree. I know. I don't I don't understand. Liberal snowflake would be like if they said I what made I'm, me think of this was the fact that we're we're doing yeah. the like we're trying to be very delicate, doing the PC no, no, no. sort of thing. We're the most liberal sm- snowflakes in town. Oh I no. I we're we're worse than liberal worse than snowflakes. That. I think if one of We're your melted. if one of your employees had said, um, guys, <laughs> call us people. Don't say hi or, guys. Or like, like, something like that, right? White man, do not raise your voice at me. Yeah, yeah. That then then he would at least have cause to call maybe not the right, <laughs> but cause, right? Or it, it would have been not so out of left field. No, it would exactly. have been wrong, but it wouldn't have been so left field. I think I think someone that's a weird comment. Oh like, this it, is no, it's this, it's a stupid comment to make. This is my thing with that phrase is in every one of those scenarios, the person that is calling somebody a, a snowflake, which is to be se- being sensitive, essentially, is the one that's an adult throwing a temper tantrum in yeah, a normal right, person yeah. scenario, yeah. No, totally. which is fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's projecting in a weird way, too. It is. It is. You should write a letter. I sent him a direct message on Yelp under my personal account. What did you say? <laughs> I just said it was about 15 ha ha ha's. And then I said, it's very interesting that you, the adult throwing a temper tantrum, are calling the employee the snowflake. Can I just say one thing in defense? (laughs) It's Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. What do you expect, man? It's the gasping last breath of a generation. That's exactly. No, I'm, I have no defense. The defense is, uh, can you blame them? Uh, yes. No, no. But the, the defense is, um, oh, what did I hear that from? That's fucking crazy. But I mean, come on. <laughs> no, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. No, the, it's, 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 um, uh, my friend, my friend worked with someone who, that's his phrase for like any mistake that he thinks is a good move. 
um, but everyone else is like, that was dumb, is like, well, can you blame me, though? As if, like, that's supposed to be enough. So I, like, and and I, blame is the wrong word. Did you expect anything better? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a better way yeah, to say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, No, and it's true. Yeah, okay. So, thank you for listening. Oh, we have a song of the week. Oh, so, we do have a song of the week. But. What? Can I. Wait, let's just pause. No, 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 no. What, what? You want to change the song? I have a song that fits the theme. So does this one. It does? Yeah, it's called Love is Hard. Oh. Okay. Okay. I have a better one. It's no, literally no, no. about falling in love with a woman that's older. What do you think? We're duking it out on the air. On the air. We can do your song. We can do your song now or next another t- next time. There's so many love episodes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but there's not a lot about Don't be like that. Oh my gosh. With an older person. Oh, it's uh, I am 16 going on 17 from The Sound of Music. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> it's about an older man. It is, it is, it is. I'll take care of you. This has been the most deranged end of the episode. We, so we each had half a beer while, while doing this. I told this. you, you can't bring drugs into the room. Don't call alcohol <laughs> drugs. They're similar but slightly different. And even weed in here is, it's legal now, so it's not drugs. Wait. What? I know. You heard it here first. Not to date this Is that episode. the same as bong? It, yeah. <laughs> I've smoked a lot of pills, guys. I've smoked a lot of bongs. Um, so, yeah. All right, fine. Do your song. Whatever. Ugh. Uh, okay. Well, we didn't tell yours, so we can do it next time. Um, so, this song... <laughs> I feel so bad. I look at eyes. <laughs> look, guys. This is a collaborative <laughs> process. I'm sorry. People. Men and women. Men, and men women. women and other. Men and um, women, but not other, like, othering. I mean, like... Oh, you're othering. Oh, dang it. I'm really digging you, myself you deep. You are. Uh, all peoples. No one's listening at this point, anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's going to be, like, a BuzzFeed article, like, this derail... Listen to the derailed episode <laughs> of Harold Hay, where they go on a tangent... And end with uh, <laughs> with othering an entire community of yeah. people. So, the song is called Born Too Late. It's by Dent May. Great LA artist, and it's about falling in love with an older woman. It's a good song, and you'll like it. Everyone will like it. And I promise Corey will get to play a song next time, and he'll be happy. We'll all be happy. We'll all be happy. Um, so thank you for listening. Rate and review us. <clears throat> I, look, ugh, why everyone who listens to it should rate and review, right? They should, because it, we have worked so, so fucking hard, hard so, for this. Wow, three F words <laughs> in one episode. That's... A record, guys. No, it's definitely not. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> okay. You're Ding. consistently too. <laughs> um, yeah, we Oh, worked... that's our time. Yeah. <laughs> the microwave. It, we've worked really hard. We deserve it. It's the least you could fucking do. Like, Four. just stop being so lazy. Park the car. Pull it over on the side of the road. Yeah. Please. Not because we want to know what you have to say, but because we want those sweet, sweet stars, baby. Exactly. We have to take over the whole internet, and we need your help to get there. We do. And when I run for dictator, you're going to vote for me. Yeah, and because I've, I'm going to be the dictator. And while he's a dictator, I'm going to be running my beeper emporium like Big Bob Pataki. <laughs> yeah. In 2020. Yeah. 2020. Is that when I'm running? For dictator? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're not old enough yet. Oh. <laughs> you're going to be 35 to be a dictator. I could be Damn. the youngest dictator in American history. Saying the most F words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. This all made sense. <laughs> nah, maybe not. Um, enjoy enjoy the song, I guess. Yeah, thank you. Bye. I've never heard it before, though, so <laughs> enjoy. It's not even a song. I made it up. Bye.